Hello, adventurers. I want to take a moment to tell you that all our content can now be found uninterrupted and commercial-free on Apollo Plus. Apollo Plus is a subscription-based service that enhances your audio fiction experience with ad-free access to your favorite shows and exclusive content, while at the same time supporting us all as creators to keep bringing you quality content. Please take a moment to check out Apollo Plus at apollopods.com or download the app in your Google or Apple app stores. Again, that's Apollo Plus, your new home for quality audio fiction. Dawn of Dragons, Season 2, Episode 9, The Promise. (coughs) Zane coughed as he brought himself to his hands and knees in the room. At least he thought it was a room. Now as he looked, it was outside, but felt like he was inside, inside something. Looking around, he saw his friends lying side by side in a covered cart. They all seemed to be sleeping. There was a campfire. Sitting on a log at the campfire was an armor-clad friend he hadn't seen in months. Keldor. Oh, Keldor. Uh-uh. He went to him and realized his legs wouldn't obey him. What the? Zane was anchored to something. Oh, come on. I need to go. I have to... Something in the ground. Hello, Zane. He looked up and saw a man in a black robe. The folds held together by a dark gray hempen rope. His face was pale and gaunt, but his eyes were familiar. They blazed like two lit sapphires, and Zane remembered. I... I haven't forgotten. I know. I know you haven't. The man stood there staring at him coldly. Two for one was our deal. He walked towards the sleeping friends. Brother Benedict and his best friend Zoran Sweet cousin Cordelia and their new comrades, Vix and Scottmere. His heart warmed a little when his eyes fell on Sophie. I can't choose two of them. Just for my selfish life, please don't make me. The man looked back at him with those blazing eyes. Zen, it is not their lives we tread. He opened his left hand, and in it was a flame. Closing it again... It reopened, showing two coins. Those two come from my domain. One was meant to remain there, as it was her time. The other was imprisoned there by those that wish to change the order of things. He walked to the clearing of trees and gently placed them on the ground. Sprouting there were the bodies of Erlen and Jade, lying in the tall, soft grass. Zane drew in a deep breath, the sweet smell of the grass coming to his nose, remembering his dream. For me, right? That was the deal. I... I can do that for them. The man shook his head. No, Zane. 
Not for you. His hand opened up, holding a single white feather. For her. That night, over ten years ago, there were six children. Wait, we were only five. Who is the sixth? The man looked at him, a growing sadness in his eyes. My daughter. Will you bring her back to me? Please. Zane nodded. The man nodded as well, then became very serious. There are rules that govern this world that we must all obey, Zen. You cannot tell anyone of what you seek. Of course, I... I won't say a word. Good. The man walked to him. One of you must stay here. It is the law. But this is different now. Very different. He placed a hand on his chin in thought. You destroyed the artifact you were sent to collect, I believe. That was the green heartstone. One of the five pieces left of the great anvil of the world. Zen. He placed a hand on Zane's shoulder. It was like ice, causing the joint to ache as it spread through his body. Do you remember what your last thought was? Will you stay with us now? Yeah, yes. I thought Zane. of my promise. Zane felt his very being going cold and frozen to the ground. Not to me, Sophie. correct? I, no. I couldn't bear to lose you again. To Sophie. That I w- would never leave her. The man nodded. His cold blue eyes softened for a moment. And so you want. I will keep your body here as the tall, but your spirit will be with her as one. Forevermore. Y- yes. The man smiled, softly. Zane smiled through the burning pain, thinking on his life and all the choices that he had made. He smiled. For once, this was his choice. And in one final moment, Zane Shieldheart was free. Benedict forced the air into his lungs with such force that he rolled onto his side, coughing. He was tangled in musty, smelling sheets of coarse burlap. He frantically tore free of them, sputtering. Oh, sweet night, Lord. Could it be? Is it you? Are you... Powerful arms pulled him free of the cart. Landing on the ground with a thud. The mid-morning sunlight tore through the leaves, blinding his eyes as he remembered the months they waited in the underworld. The tree sap smell was sweet, mixing with the moss of the nearby stream. The man cradled Benedict across one knee, tears of joy streaming. Keldor! Calm down. Yes, it's me. I'm right here, son. 
with you. Benedict felt safe in his arms at peace, given the explosion a few moments ago, with the dragon preparing to unleash its unholy breath on them all. Don't fret. I'm right here. How, how long has it been? The day after the festival, we found you all in your rooms in some sort of deep dream state. Non-responsive. Snuck you out into this cart. Had to avoid raising any suspicions. A long week. We thought you were all gone. A, a, a week? How? We were gone for at least a month, captured by the Dark Elves alone. Dark Elves? Wait, we? Who's we? Hey there. A halfling peered from behind Kildor with a big grin on her ruddy cheeks. She took a deep, energetic bow, but Benedict was still swimming in his head. Yes, they captured us. Kildor, the, the dark was menacing. We found our way to a city of iron with dark dwarves that had Zane enslaved, and... Keldor became very quiet. His formerly excited face paled. Benedict, I have to tell you something about your brother. What? What? What, Keldor? Benedict jumped up, the blood in his head, rushing to his feet, sending his balance reeling. He grabbed the edge of the cart, steadying himself, and looked in. To his relief, he saw his friends all beginning to stir. Cordelia, Sophie, Zoran, Fix, and Scottmere. But... Where's... Where's Zane? He took ill, my boy. Then, one morning, I... I heard him gasp slightly. And he was gone. He's gone? Yes. We buried him by a tree at the Darkovnia country line on the way back to Benel. His things are in that pack over there. Can... They looked back at the cart. Can I see them? Now standing there was Sophie. One hand on the cart and the other on her forehead, steadying herself. Cordelia was getting out of the cart, too. Sophie? Sophie ignored her friend, continuing to walk towards the gear, steadfast in her resolution. Calder, is it true? Zane is gone? Cordelia began to well up. Keldor took in a deep breath. Yes, lass, he's... He's not gone. Sophie held the two orcish daggers of Zane's in her hands. Deftly, she juggled them across her knuckles before letting them fly into a tree together with expert precision. Precision only Zane had ever demonstrated. By the night's... Zorin stumbled to Sophie. What? Zorin, do you remember the day we stole the entire tray of biscuits and fed the dogs behind Old Man Teller's farm? Zorin was stunned. We... we swore to never tell anyone. It... He walked to Sophie, who smiled that crooked grin of Zane's. It really is you. Yes, kind of. I can't explain it. We are one person. Zane is here with me always. I can hear him. I can feel his... She paused, looking at Keldor. His memories. Sophie felt her arms and became somewhat surprised. She expected to feel scars there. Zane's scars there. 
burns from a long time ago. Of course. Of course. Why didn't I... Keldor, you were a knight, weren't you? I was... You don't lie to me. You were, weren't you? Keldor stood straight. First of all, I wouldn't lie to you. There's no reason to. Yes, for what it's worth, I was a knight. Benedict looked at him with a look of compassion. Something terrible lay behind Keldor's kind eyes. I... I know you. Many knew me. What does it matter? Keldor walked away towards where the two coins had been placed in Zane's mind. I served a lord once. A kind and just lord. And I failed in my duties. What? Keldor was interrupted by a groan from the trees. Who the... From behind a tree came a tall elven ranger with pale skin Who are you? and a monkey on his shoulder what stumbling the? past Keldor. Erlen! Cordelia shouted, running to him. Jade is right behind me. The name struck through Keldor's core. What did you say? He knew someone with a nickname of Jade, but that was a long time ago. His heart was tight-gripped in his chest, half hoping for the impossible on a day where the impossible became reality. He suddenly smelled elderflowers and honey. He turned to see another elf scout. It can't be. Her leather armor had thin silverwork cascading in gentle knotwork around the sword and crown emblem at the center of her chest. Can, can it really be you? His hand went to the tattered shroud at his own chest, the same symbol. Her fire-red hair was ablaze in the sunlight illuminating her face. Is it truly you? Have you come to haunt me again? Like a fevered dream. A cuff of a horse's head on one pointed ear as she looked at him with a blend of confusion and genuine recognition. The night shield. His face white and his hands trembling. He reached towards her with tears streaming down his face. Can it really be you? I... I know you. Benedict's eyes grew wide as Sophie threw her arms around an open-mouthed Zori. Cordelia covered her face, gasping, as they realized who it truly was. By the maiden's grace, Elaviv. Elaviv. The Stranger is played by Philip Usher of the Averin Dark Saga podcast. Zane Shieldheart, played by Storm S. Cohn. Cordelia Shieldheart is played by Jolene Frescus. Benedict Shieldheart, played by Brian Dowling. Zorin, played by Cody Miller. Sophie, played by Sarah Jenkins. Lorvana Birdsong is voiced by Cara Danvers. Erilyn, voiced by Jordan Thompson. Elaviv Hawklight is played by Jessica Atchley. And I'm Mike Ashley, your narrator. This episode featured one of my favorite moments at a table. Storm, the player whose character is Sophie and my partner on this podcast, made the decision a while back to transition gender. We were at a bar one night talking, and I suggested taking Sophie and Zane, 
who is my NPC, and making them one person. So then now he could role play with freedom. This also helps to explain why he is the voice of Zane on this show. So thank you, Storm, my little brother, for all that you do. And rest assured, dear listener, for this isn't Zane's end, but now the rise of an even stronger Sophie. I want to let you know that we are also developing a World Anvil site to move our transcripts to, so you can take a deeper dive into the world while listening to the episodes. Maps, articles, and character bios are a start, but why stop there? Such as, remember those cakes that Zorn and Zane stole in the prologue from the Howling Mountain Inn? The ones with those cinnamon-spiced currants that popped in his mouth? Well, I've made a recipe for it. This episode is brought to you by our patrons, Haley Munoz, Corey Fouch, and Daniel Nichols. You too can join our Patreon program for exclusive art, video, and discussion about the show, even possibly joining in on a game, or as a guest on this show. A detailed link is in the show notes, or at Dice Tower Theater, that's spelled R-E, dot com. Also sponsored in part by Brave Adventures, creators of printable paper miniatures, free online generators, and more, to enhance your tabletop game. Their patrons this month will receive a compatible chess set and game board that doubles as a throne room, so check it out. In our season's final episode, what does Elaviv remember from her past, now that she's been brought back from the land of the dead? And how does Keldor know her? What past did Zane suddenly recognize him from? To answer these questions and more, tune in July 19th for the season finale. And remember the oath. Ho there, stranger. I have a question for you, if I may be so bold. Do you love fantasy? With its heroes of goodness and knights of daring do? Hearty dwarves and mystical elves? Incredible dragons who rule the skies and breathe fire. Maidens so fair, they make the gods themselves weep at their beauty. You do? Well, never mind then. Off you go. But if you like darkness, disparity, blood and gore, necromancy and demons, then I have a tale for you, my friend. For in the world of Aetheran, there is but a glimmer of light amongst the coming shadow. The eternal darkness is spreading its influence from the world beyond, seeking to wash over the land like a dark tide. All is doomed. But there is still hope. A candle burns within the gloom for those that seek to walk within the light. The Knights of the Argent Order, warriors and wielders of magic, trained solely in the arts of demonic eradication. These brave few will battle to the last in hopes of securing a future for all mankind. Be steadfast. Be stoic. Remain vigilant. For here... Death awaits all in the world of Aetheran. Available on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, and Spotify. Search Dark Saga Aetheran to subscribe now.